FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the gladiators hopple Marty with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head clash there. Oh, very nasty. And the crowd love it. They've all taken the angry pill. The smash is into ground. The one-handed pass back inside. With a delicate kick. And he smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps. Steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they fire up. Well, Chris, they may call us bloody idiots to follow Australian sport. There is no sport. It's not Australia, Stephen. There's no sport to follow. So we just, I feel like I've just crawled back into the metaphorical womb there. With the uh, the roll gold classic fire up credits. Look in a pl- in a in a in a pleasant way. You could call us revisionists. We like to look back on things in the past and re- give it our sort of our take, our filter. Fact is, we're just nostalgia freaks, aren't we? <laughs> we want we want the good old days, don't we, Chris? The days when you could watch rugby league on the weekend. Yeah, which was uh, like six days ago. Wasn't six it? days ago. <laughs> Five days ago. Chris, what was the last live game you went to? Well, the grand final, Stephen. That was the last one. Yes, I was. I was unable to get out to round one uh, uh, this year. Uh, I was there, regret. Chris. No, you weren't. I mean, the Tigers and <laughs> and Dragons down at Wynn Stadium. You were doing sold out on FBI Radio. On uh... I actually was a bit sick that day and took the day off. Is that right? Exactly. And Chris. I said, Stephen, I'd love to see a game at Wynn. Can we go together one time? He said, Chris, that'd be my pleasure to take you. And you scarf it off down there. Scarf it off. Yeah. And, and so you. Anyway, who won that game? Gee whiz, it just, I mean, it's a big bit, it's a whole blur. The world has changed. It's tilted on its axis. 360 degrees, degrees spins everywhere, Chris. Well, it's, it's tilted. You might remember. It's tilted so much, Stephen, mm. that I don't know who won last year's grand final. It's a race from my memory. But these are, can I say, uh, Peter Volandis might have uh, trademarked the word catastrophic, but mm. I should have trademarked the word unprecedented because these are unprecedented times, Stephen. How are you going? Chris, um, can I just say we're in uncharted waters. Oh, yes. That's not the not other just word. unprecedented times. Chris, this is a, a, a one in a hundred years event. Is it? It is. Uh, th- this is. Look, well, literally, ca- if you look at what was known as the Spanish flu. Can I say, Chris, is very, very dark times right now, and we are going, we're spiralling.
And there's nothing the churches can say or do about it, Chris. We are on a highway to hell. Well, well, you, no doubt well about you're not allowed that. to go into the churches in order for them to tell you that you can do anything about it. There is nothing they can do about it, Stephen. Now, Chris, uh, uh, do you know, want to know how I'm going? You, haven't, you don't show any care whatsoever about my welfare. I just ask, how are you going, oh, Stephen? Sorry, I missed it. I'm in such a state of confusion these days. Well, look, Chris, it's, it's either Woolies or Netflix. <laughs> And then sometimes a bottle of gin at the end of the night. And if you have too much of the latter, then you're shopping at Netflix and trying to watch the uh, videos of Woolies and you're just all over the shop, so now, to speak. there are some winners, I, I imagine, in this particular scenario, this doomsday scenario, Chris. Uh, now, listen, talking about doomsday scenarios, uh, I know the NRL has predicted a few, but if I could just run them by you, a few of them, it's not quite contagion. Well, hang on, Stephen. You haven't asked me how I'm going yet. <laughs> See, I'm so caught up in myself. It's not funny. How are you going, Chris? How do you think I'm going, Stephen? How are you going, Chris? You are going... Let, well, look, I tell you what, it's a very, very difficult time for all, and... Uh, now, uh, that got worked. some regretful news. This is our last NRL 360... Yes, it is. ..for the foreseeable future. Uh... My Chris. life has lost meaning if I can't get a regular fix of Paul Kent on a weekday evening talking about the collapse of rugby league. And you know why NRL 360 is eventually finished on Fox League, Stephen? Tell me. Ben Iken had to get north of the border before they Palaszczuk shut down the Queensland borders, which apparently is not going that well, apparently. So, Chris, borders are being erected. Look, even Madonna could have spotted this many, many years ago, Chris. That's... Interesting to think that uh, uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk and Madonna have collaborated on this particular topic. Yeah, yeah. Though I believe I have a, a friend called Des Walsh who his apartment building actually strides the Queensland mm. New South Wales border, mm. and they didn't take into account buildings in that situation. So Palaszczuk has actually rolled in the tanks and they actually split that building in two overnight. Wow. And it was a little bit like in North and South Korea. There's a, a, a bridge there called the Bridge of No Return at a particular point. The Bridge that, of No Return. That you had to choose whether you went to North Korea or South Korea wow. when they re-established the 51st parallel. Yeah. And according to the Americans, the people that decided to stay on the south of the border now live in Freedom Village. And the people living north of the border live in Propaganda Village, Stephen. Chris, if I could put it to you, what would uh, Tweed, Hess and Cool and Gatter represent ideologically speaking? Or even in an emotional state? Are we talking like, uh, the, well, let's face it, you know, Bob Catter and Barnaby Joyce and a whole bunch of lunatics north of the border. Sure. South of the border, sensible, uh, I think soul-searching, uh, creative, uh, intelligent. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is there, a, is there a walk of doom there that they can, you know, the Queenslanders perhaps could uh, entice themselves to do? Well, I think that's it. I think you have to make your choices, don't you? I mean, this is uh, the battle lines have been drawn and we're going tribal, Steve. We're going yeah. tribal in a big time. And if I'm in the tweet heads and I look at my local team, which is the Gold Coast Titans, I'd be making a strong move north or a very strong move south. Yes. Now... In this doomsday, Chris, I, of course, bunkered myself down, as you do, as we've been told to do by our great leaders. And, uh, gee whiz, I've watched uh, Fury Road by Ma Mad Max, George Miller. <laughs> yes. And, gee, that was fun. Um, I reread The Stand by Stephen King. Yes. All... 1,400 pages of Doomsday Pandemic, Two Tribes, uh, the forces of, well, I think they're mostly evil, but there's some good guys amongst them and good women. Uh, Contagion, of course, is everybody's favourite at the moment. Uh, my friend Lisa is getting her daughter to watch Contagion in order to get her to wash her hands, and apparently it's doing the trick. Yeah, you put a fear in the little <laughs> yeah, buggers, right. eh? Well, uh, yeah. you, you're a fan of Waterworld. 
Yes, Waterworld, I think. Well, you know, I used to make a joke that why is it that all movies about the future are about a dystopian future? Yes. Turns out the future is dystopian. <laughs> and we're living in it. We're in it now. We yeah. are living history. Well, Waterworld, which will, will, time will prove, was eventually a documentary. Right. Um, and, you know, there are other pieces of popular culture that I think come to play here. I mean, I think of Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Where they basically said, you turn 30 yeah. and uh, yeah. you go the spiral what? and you don't come back. Soylent Green, Chris? Soylent Green, the Andromeda Strain. Andromeda Strain, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what about uh, The Road? National Lampoon's. Cormac McCarthy's yeah, The Cormac Road. McCarthy's Man, the road. that was grim. Oh, well, you, you talked about uh, Costner's work. The Postman was another piece of uh, his dystopian future. Yeah. And probably National Lampoon's Vacation also, <laughs> I think, would probably fit into this category. Planet of the Apes, Chris. Well, hey. and, and can you name all nine movies, Stephen? That's yeah. a real challenge. Well, no, but I can just imagine. Imagine if this viral bug, as we we see it like what, what every night for about three hours straight as a graphic, that great big maroon purple thing. Imagine if that grew and then just took over the world, and we were fighting the bug in actuality, not just invisible little tiny bug. Right. Do you think that the uh, our leaders here are yeah. managing the message that in fact what we're actually facing here is the first wave of what became the plotline of Starship Troopers? Well, exactly. Because if you spray the buggers, they will mutate and grow. And, and what, a be- what a beautiful moment when Neil Patrick Harris, as the yeah. leader of the humans, yeah. congratulated the forces for defeating the bugs yeah. that were descending upon us from outer space. The day the Earth stood still, Chris, that's what it's like out there at the moment in the streets. Uh, with Klaatu. Uh, Klaatu. Do you remember Klaatu? Didn't he have his fingers separated? No, no, no. That's that's the Vulcans from Star that's Trek, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Ringo Starr. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of the robot. It was like Zorg yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But Klaatu, uh, the messenger from outer space. And, and there was a band called Klaatu in the 70s yes. that many people theorised was the Beatles. Wow. It wasn't the Beatles. It wasn't the Beatles. No. Uh, look, if you've got any theories about the best doomsday scenario that matches your world, 0409945945. This is Fire Up. Chris, the number of times I've heard the word fire up, when the economy kicks back in again, yes. when the world starts up again, we will be there. But we're still here. And you say 360 is gone? Uh, 360 has gone. Jesus. Yeah. So, so they've now just got a thing That's... called Fox League Live, and yeah. they've just poured all, the, well, they poured all the local talent into the Sydney uh, Matty Johns podcast studio. Right, right, right. So you've got the likes of Matty and Yvonne Sampson and uh, Dan Ganane and Fletch, and uh, they just have to talk, talk, talk. And as Matty Johns pointed out the other day, when he used to do breakfast radio, they had songs and ads. They don't have that courtesy in relation to songs. What's that? You don't remember, Chris? I don't. What, 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 that's, that, what's that noise? That's people who love their footy. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> FBI, you've got nothing else but that now. That's it, just us in the well, bunker. Well, if they go further with the measures, Stephen, yeah. FBI will just be playing crowd noise. And one would imagine... On a loop. That's right. And one would imagine the ratings will spike. Has Brian Eno had a hand in that? <laughs> <laughs> music for installations. Crowd noise for installations. No, he'd call it COVID nineteen because he's on the tip of things, isn't he? Well, if he's following us, if you calling it COVID twenty, because it is not, it is twenty twenty. Yeah, and it, and it does mutate, Chris. Yes. So let's call it COVID twenty. Let's call it for what it is. Let's be realists here. Chris. Let's be scientists. Yeah. Now the NRL, of course, have, have, have put their beady little eyes, their, their laser sharp <laughs> focus onto this scenario, and they have predicted their own doomsday futures. Is it like that? Empty. Vacuum. Vacuum, Chris. What is it? What's the scenario? So, friend of the show, currently residing in the United Kingdom, I believe, Steve Mascord, has been running the NRL Doomsday Clock. The Doomsday Clock. Right. And and, and the predominant narrative here, if I can use those words together, Mm. was that because of the 
high level of physical interaction, the the fact that it's a contact sport. Can I say a sport played by gladiators? Gladiators, Chris, of course. The way society was going and how we looked at things like concussion, CT yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Stephen originally uh, established the clock, he said yeah. rugby league has 150 years to go. So he had no actual sort of... He couldn't pull apart the curtains of time and see in the future and see this bug, though, could he? No. He was just merely working on head concussions. Exactly, yeah, just exactly. head knocks. Yeah, like basic stuff, I head suppose. Yeah. And then as the debate heated up, mm. he wound the clock back to 100 years. Mm. So when we were sitting here a mere two, three weeks ago, rugby league only had 100 years left. So wow. we, we were a 50-50 proposition of still being around and call, call the end of rugby league. Yeah. Fitzsimons has got his beak into it and he's been banging away <laughs> about concussion and one would argue the clock was coming forward. He, he has a few pet subjects, doesn't he? <laughs> do, do, do you know he's against stadium funding? You may I, not have picked that I up. I did not pick that no, up, no. no. And, uh, of course, you know, historical figures. He loves those as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It'll be Matthew Flinders next, well, isn't it? And well, the cat. He's currently got a, he's, he's, a friend of mine's currently reading a book he's written about Captain Cook. Yeah. And I said to my friend... How's that going, Chris? Well, I said, it doesn't end well for Captain Cook. He goes, don't give away the ending. <laughs> And now... What a great year to celebrate Cookie, though. Because let's face it, this bug has torn up every single manual and every single contract and thrown it in the dustbin. <laughs> Who cares about Cook this year? Nobody. Nobody yeah. cares about Cook. I mean, I, feel, I do feel sorry for some things we're having anniversary. I feel sorry for the Olympic and the Olympians and Tokyo. I, I do. I do feel sorry for the Olympians. Yeah. Because, you know, you sort of taper on a four-year cycle and this will throw you right out. And you, you work your clock to the minute. Yeah. To the minute. Yeah. So, I know, there's Doomsday Clock. Uh, we've got Steve Mascord. We've got even bloody Fitzsimons chiming in. What's going on? Well, um, with the arrival of the bug, uh, the NRL, um, and this is breaking news, Stephen, uh, they're not playing football this weekend. I, I thought I'd better wait till you were, you were ready to hear this news. This is the first weekend since what? The war or the Great Crash, the Great Depression? Sort of played on during the war, didn't I? I think the Tigers won a lot of premierships what about when the, the Spanish Second World War was in 1918. Yeah, rugby league's just sort of pretty resilient. Resilient. They yeah. call it the cockroach of sports. That's right. Yeah, for so, good reason. So this is a momentous and can we say unprecedented times and uncharted waters. So they've shut Chris, the game. Is this the new normal? <laughs> Is it? Didn't you, you better get used to it, Chris Gale. Well, there's little traffic on the streets. I was able to get my coffee order turned around pretty quickly, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the bugs come in. Uh, Lord Volandis has shut the game down. Lord Volandis. But, but the NRL cannot be accused of planning for the future. Well, they yeah. can be because they've got no money in the coffers. Hang but... on. What was that film where the guy gets into the machine and turns into the fly? The fly. The fly. Yeah. Lord Volandis. He's going to rescue the world. And as Jeff Goldblum said to Gina Davis, be afraid. Be very, be very afraid. afraid. So Volandis <laughs> is running the show. Okay. God help us all. Yeah. And he's actually nominated resumption dates. And, and they've really crunched the numbers here. Is there a T-shirt? Well, that's right. <laughs> resumption dates. We are on again. And yes. he's given four scenarios. That mm. works four scenarios. And you can see the thought yeah. that has gone into scenarios. The game will either resume on yes. the 1st of June. Oh, yes. That's the 1st of July. Oh, not so good. The 1st of August. Gee, that's getting late. Or the 1st of September. Oh, is that the, but surely the September one's D-Day. So, so, so the clock has now yeah. got about four or five months to, left as right. opposed to 150 years. If we don't play by 1 September, that is the end of rugby league as we know it. If they do start on 1 September... Everyone plays each other once, uh, and I think the grand final is Kevy Walters' dream. It will be on Christmas Day. But the big issue, Stephen, is... Chris, can I just say that was my dream? Was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> You're right. Every Christmas I do that. <laughs> well, I dream well, of a game of footy at three o'clock in the afternoon. Dreams do come true, Stephen, so apparently. Yeah, yeah. Queenslanders are a bit slow, aren't they? <laughs> on the uptake, you know what I'm saying? But you know Hello, the... my friends in Queensland. But you know what the big issue is here? Yeah. Is how much time do the players need to boot up? Oh, yeah. because, particularly Melbourne, because they've got robots. You've got to get the servers, you've got to yeah, upgrade, yeah. you've got to feed up the new stuff. <laughs> sort of reboot Charge the system. Up. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got to...
Yeah, I mean, let's face it, they've, they've been sitting in, in, in obviously a warehouse sort of cargo space and they've got to dust them down a bit and oil them up a little bit. Uh, and then there is the, uh, and the reprogramming, as you said, Chris, uh, there is the wake-up time. You, you know, you saw, uh, you know, Alien. They have to get them out of, out of you know... Out of the eggs. Frozen. That's right. No, you know, you know what, wake up, uh, what's the name again? Uh, but I don't know what you you're. You know the woman in Alien, the star. Oh, uh, Ripley. Ripley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I took my father to Prometheus. Takes a while. Did you yeah. the prequel? Do you remember Prometheus? See yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Terrible movie. My father had no idea what was going on. But, Poor devil. But the, because it's a collision sport, you've got to do two things, Stephen. You've got to boot them up, but while they're uh, at home, you've got to keep them fit. Yeah. And can I just share with you some of the news from overnight about how some of the teams are keeping fit? Do I want to know? The Knights players yeah. have been given a nutritional pack. Uh, as well as exercise bands, footballs and cones. Cones? In the hope they carry out their that, programs in local parks. Is, forgive me, I don't know where that's... Is that a coastal town? It's a coastal town. Newcastle, cones! <laughs> Go, look, Daniel Johns, Manny Johns, goes without saying. They'd be all down right now on Merriweather Beach, Stephen, <laughs> yeah. if it's open. I couldn't yeah. answer whether that's open well, or not. 1.4 metre distance, cones, you just move it forward and bop it in the sand and then someone moves over and picks it up. Those sorts of cones. I was thinking something different. <laughs> and then the sharks. Now, how about this? The yeah. sharks were given individual plans. What, they still exist? They do. By the head of their athletic performance, Matt Jay, he must be disappointed he couldn't write one up for Gal. So they were given individual plans yesterday and get this, they were given supplies of protein shakes and supplements. Oh, that's This is the sharks, Stephen. And what is that telling you? Well, you remember the darkest day in sport. I do. And they know how to adapt to these situations very well. The Sharks are nothing... Well, if, if, if rugby league is the cockroach of sport... The Sharkies are the cockroach of rugby league, correct? <laughs> Not for much longer, I no, think, No, no. That toxic swamp has bred some very strong dudes down there, and now they're up to no good again because they know what the future... Now, with this T-shirt, Resumption Day, will they have, like, a light at the end of the tunnel and a rainbow and perhaps a unicorn? I remember Kerry Packer said when he went down at the polo that he said, there's nothing there. Yeah. Right, but, you know, nothing I think there. we need to give people hope. Yeah. And I love that. Resumption Day. That's, oh, that's, that, that's a movie. Like Independence Day. Can I play a song from a singer who sings for movies that will give us all a bit of hope, Chris? I, 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 this, I can only wish that you would, Stephen. In this dark time. And everywhere we go, we had 25,000 people in New York City. I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go.
Mariah Carey cop that, you know, like, isn't she laying down the gauntlet there? That is Celine Dion going, I think that's the best song we've ever played on Fire Up, Chris. I'm I don't think anyone else is going to touch that. Yeah, no, no, I, I can't argue with this. She's numero uno, oh. uh, dominates the landscape, forever will dominate the landscape. And I Eric think, Carmen left in the dust there, the original performer of that song. Yeah, a little bit of Rachmaninoff, I believe. Rachmaninoff as during, well. During the song, you know. So Eric Carmen drew on references. He didn't bother about sampling, he just lifted. Lifted. <laughs> now, Chris, uh, if you're going to go 99%, go 110, I say. Yeah, Celine not? Dion sets, the, sets a cracking pace there. So appropriate. And that one goes out to the request. I came on the text line, uh, one Brett Oten. Look, when Michael Jordan came back to basketball, he released a two-word press release saying I'm back Yes. when Brett Oten uh, decided to leave this show Stephen I think he just sent you that audio didn't he that's all he did yeah I just yeah. want to be all by myself exactly. don't even ask any questions yeah. <laughs> now that's the world Chris all by myself I tell you what, Stephen, I mean, I know we're doing a lot of corny music references, but when you just said that, I thought for Lord Volandis, you know, the mm -hmm. Graham Parker sort of song, Hey Lord, Don't Ask Me Questions. Don't ask me questions, Lord. Because he's asking us a lot of questions right now, Lord Volandis. Well, we're looking for options, Chris. We're looking for options in this bleak world where rugby league has now been cancelled. That was the word of 2020. It's been replaced numerous times, but cancelled culture, cancelled rugby league. It was probably the last code in the world, except the Olympics. We did a wrestling show last week, Stephen. Uh, the wrestling? Empty, empty Arena called the, Don't Call It a Cancel. The darts? I think that's the last wrestling show we're doing for a while. Okie dokie. <laughs> so we, we're walking into uh, uncharted territory, Chris. Unprecedented times, Stephen. Time. <laughs> like... Can you imagine if you had franchised those words? Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. So we live in a world where this weekend, starting today, Friday, nothing to do. Wow. Nothing to do. Well, Unless, it, of course, you're an artist or a poet well, or a writer. You know, I mean, all the Facebook Live stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, or a streaming it, person. I, I think the, the rugby league players need to innovate here. I think a lot of them are saying, come watch me play video games. I, <laughs> I, How good is that, Chris? By the way, by the way. The weekend started yesterday, Stephen, because you've forgotten about the phenomenon that is Thursday night football. How quickly you forget. But uh, to, to me, what the rugby league players should be doing is taking us into their world, showing mm -hmm. us their individual skill mm -hmm. sessions, how they get around the gym. Mm -hmm. Great. I know Chad Townsend from the Cronulla Sharks is podcasting. I think he's got a bigger audience than we do. Is that right? Yeah. So the rugby league players, it's a time for innovation about how do we keep the game on life support mm -hmm. uh, until doomsday, i.e., one September. You could gaze at your navel. I, I you know, this this redundant. You, you could gaze at your shoes. You well, <laughs> the cat, cat videos. Bring bring back bands like Ride, shoegaze music. Yeah, it's yeah. time. I yeah. mean, it's introspection. It's important. By the way, I mean, a whole series of Resumption Day T-shirts. I just love a T-shirt that just simply put one September dot 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 question mark. Oh, how good would that be? How, how, yeah, I'd like to get one of those. Now, did did the Lord dither? Did Lord Vlandis dither on this decision to shut down, given that the AFL got in early, uh, that there's a lot of pressure on everybody to stop contact, etc., etc.? And then I think an expert of some sort, or many, many experts, came together and said someone could die, Chris. Okay, so did Lord Vlandis dither? He's fighting for our game, Stephen. He's fighting for you, me, the future of this mm. Australia, because as we all know, Australia without rugby so league. Cast no assertions. Australia without rugby league is not a, 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 a Australia, Australia that we know. What is it? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's barren land. <laughs> it's probably it's probably a kinder, gentler world, but that's another thing. <laughs> and so, Volandis, I don't want to say that he um, misled us, Stephen, because he's our Lord and yeah. uh, future master. <laughs> but it was interesting when they pulled the plug on Monday, thank God, after, yeah, I think he watched 
Newcastle versus the Tigers. That and was said, it. That's not rugby league. Somebody else has given up. <laughs> I may as well yeah. too. Like, Let's just throw the towel in now. Let, let me tell you, Joey. Well, you three taps on the ground, isn't it, in wrestling? <laughs> exactly right. Or, or, or submission. Submission. Submission, you know. So today is submission day. That yeah. was Monday, was yeah. it? Yeah. And Joey Leilua, who'd been a vocal advocate that the players should be paid 100% of their salaries because they've got mortgages and the missus is on their case. The missus is on their back. And Chris, they signed a contract. And they, if you signed a contract, that's what you should honour. Partners in the game, Stephen. <laughs> uh, uh, Joey played like he was aware that uh, Lord Volandis was about to propose an 87% pay cut. Well, so. it, you could see it rising, couldn't you? In his eyes, it was going 5%, 10%, 15 20 20 What? What? Yeah. Now, these are guys, of course, if, if you're earning, and let's, what, what would what would Joey Luana be on, do you reckon? I reckon he's on probably 500. 500? That, that's more than the Prime Minister, Chris. Sure. Surely the missus has put some away. Surely the mortgage is not that big. Where are they living? Bellevue and, Hill? And I think they've already been paid a fair whack of the season, but I think if they've done the numbers, if they get paid out according to what's left, they'll yeah. each get 26 and a half grand. But there's, the idea is, is that the, <laughs> player, less than the, doll, isn't the, it? the, the players will come together. <laughs> and Yeah, but only for a short period of time. Yes, yes, the yes, players yes. will come together and evenly share about 100 grand each yeah. uh, for the balance of the year if everything adds up. But, yeah. but Volani's decided to pull the plug. And when he... Pulled the plug on Monday, he said, because he'd been leading us to believe, Stephen, that he had a biosecurity expert and a pandemic expert. Wow. It became clear... Who's paying for them, Chris? <laughs> well, we are. We are, yeah. Through gate takings, like yeah. when you went to Wynn Stadium and didn't take me. And, <laughs> and it became clear on Monday that the biosecurity expert and the pandemic expert were, in fact, one person. Oh, that's how they could do a 360 so quickly. Correct. Yes. And, yeah. and the reason I think that Lord Volandis revealed that was because Andrew Webster, friend of the show, had, mm. uh, on the basis of anonymity, had obtained an exclusive interview with the said biosecurity and pandemic expert. Yeah. And she said... Uh, I'm actually one person, Andrew, so I think Lord Volandis had to c- confess that. Let's drop the farce, shall we? Yes. And the other thing was, Volandis said, things have turned around so much in the last 24 hours, and I'm watching the numbers, and it was not a good day on Monday, but it was sort of within mm-hmm. the trend. Mm-hmm. And the interview suggested it was the decision to keep the schools open. So schools stay open, Volandis shuts down rugby league, go figure. Mm. I think the real reason was the AFL had shut down the day before, to Do be you honest. think so? Yeah. Why would that put pressure on Lord Volandis, Chris? Well, I mean, rugby league likes to be a beacon. Rugby league likes mm. to set a trend, but yeah. it doesn't want to be a pariah and it doesn't want to be beaten up in the court of public opinion. Fine line, Chris. Yes, Fine. that's right. Now, now Chris, interesting. Of, of all these options we put forward, we did, you know, we put forward the fact that uh, way before uh, Calliope, Calliope. Calliope. <laughs> that town that we can't pronounce in Queensland. And that, let's face it, Queensland are doing a fine job of their own, you know, cornering everybody in, into that sort of little marketplace. Um, many years ago, Chris, we uh, suggested that King's Cross be the bubble. That yes. They, they, they cordoned it off like uh, Escape from New York City with Snake Pliskin. And uh, just rugby league players. Everybody else has to move out for a period of time. I'd say about eight months of the season, you know. And they can just run riot. You keep open all the... All, what, what, do you remember... Pink Pussycat, Chris? Yes. You remember the... Porkies? The house. <laughs> the beach house. Beach house, remember? House. Remember those places? Yes. Dances. Yeah, remember the underworld, the underbelly? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. remember? I never went in any of them, but well, I, I know they were there. The suggestion was throw all the rugby league players, every single team, they live in the cross, they go to you know Porkies or wherever, uh, they can you know, th- shoot a gun occasionally, they can you know, go to a strip show, do whatever they want, no one knows, no cameras. Don't try to escape, though. We well, don't want to know about you. Well, Stephen, you're a visionary. Yes. And I, and I believe that this show with you and Brett had established this idea... Many years ago. Many years ago. Many years ago. And then we'll talk a little bit more about what he's had to say this week shortly. But this is what Gus Gould had to say last oh, weekend. No, Chris. Just as a quick sideline, I couldn't help thinking this week that if similar self-isolation had been imposed on our players about 20 years ago, oh. the game would have avoided so many negative headlines. What does he mean by that? Crikey. One word. Full stop. 
our game and a whole host of the individuals who played it would have been a lot better off today if they'd been hidden away from any interaction with the general public. Hidden Gus away. Gould has hit upon your idea yes. now after you ten years posited later. it 10 years ago yeah, yeah. would have saved the game from A, so much pain, and B, had they listened, yeah. they'd be playing this weekend well, in we, King's Cross. We used to think he had a third eye like the Buddha, you know, but not to be, used, really. Used he, to. He used to, yes. <laughs> Gus is letting it slip a bit, I think, Chris, you know. Can I just give you one reflection on Lord yeah, Volandis before yeah, we let him go? Yeah. Um, hugely disappointing news last night, uh, Stephen, to learn that Shane Richardson, uh, South Chief, uh, not Chief Executive, I think he's, you know, Director of Player Operations or something. The man with the biggest heart in rugby league. Stood down. Stood down. And he, it was he stood himself down. Russell Crowe yeah. described it as a selfless act. A selfless act. His money will go to the more needy, i.e. Wayne Bennett. His wage this year will... <laughs> Would he get a wage? And, of course, everyone knows that Richo's paper had all been marked, so it wasn't that selfless. But he had these words to say about Lord Volandis on the way tell out. Tell me, tell me. He said, plastic balls have to become titanium ones. What? I thought rugby league balls were made out of leather. What are yours made of? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, since the operation. Yes. Hopefully the strong leader in Volandis can drive us through. I can see it in his eyes. They are beady little eyes Ooh. focusing in. I wouldn't want them focusing on me. Normally, yeah, that's right. If you go out in the dark and there's some beady little eyes looking, do you think they're going to take my throat? So our game is in the hands of those beady little eyes, you Lord Volandis. I don't see that. You know, the, I see the, ki- the Kithra look, you know. It's sort of a lazy eye, a slow draw. But behind that, there's a beady mind, I think is what he's saying. That's right. And, yeah. and I mean, he's got to go out and find a buyer, doesn't he? Yes, indeed he does. Chris, uh, Gus had a few words to say on somebody. Uh, in terms of the, uh, the buzz. Oh well, no. Well, I mean, uh, Paul Kent. Oh, Paul Kent. I thought three sixty's gone. His parting gift to us yeah. was that because Lord Volandis and his bleedy little eyes left to steer us through these dark times, yeah. rugby league will not be the same as we know it, Stephen. No. And so when we resume on one September dot 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 question mark, yeah. the idea is that a number of clubs will have gone under. Now the three clubs that have been identified. You've got a prediction. Yes. Ken has told us. It's not a prediction. Ken's, oh, Ken's told, told us. Right, yeah. New Zealand Warriors. Is that a t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny's told me. Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the three little Kenties. <laughs> the three little Kenties are New Zealand Warriors gone. Cool. Makes sense. National Rugby League. Outside, yeah. Gold Coast Titans. You're, you know, Obvious. Border split asunder. And, yeah. of course, Manly Ringer Seagulls. Manly? Right. So I Manly's Tigers gone. one of the favourites. Yeah. <laughs> Tigers, are, Tigers well, and Dragons. Cronulla. Roll gold. Roll gold. Yeah. Uh, and, and so Jeff Toovey mm. was so rocked by what he'd heard. Listen what he had to say here. I heard them having a go at your club too, Gus, and Cronulla. Oh, my name is... I'll sue you if you Buzz. call me Gus again. Buzz. Gus, Buzz. 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 Sorry. Buzz. Sorry. Sorry. How dare you. Mate, brains trust. Everyone is rattled, Stephen. I mean, you know, Toos is trying to deflect and say Cronulla's in trouble, and uh, he's described Buzz Rothfield as Gus Gould. And, I mean, if there are two more mortal enemies, I I don't know them. Yeah. Philip Ronald Arthur Gould or whatever he calls him. (laughs) But, But Buzz himself, I mean, he is so off his kilter, his gyroscope rent asunder... That he's actually Rent asunder, Chris. he's actually had this one to, in a hundred years. Event. <laughs> exactly, he's had this to say about the Manly Ringer Sea Eagles. Can Someone I say else this? Business yeah. comes a in. competition without Manly would be nearly not worth watching. Wow, Chris, this is where we've come, Stephen. Right. People have hated Manly for decades. They've thrived on it. They've actually built their lives, their families, their institutions, yes. their future on it. And now Buzz Rothfield is saying, "I don't think I could watch football without Manly." If this means the resumption day, and Kenty is right, the Kenty three yeah. are eliminated. We've also just got rid of Buzz Rothfield. Wow. So there are silver linings to these clouds, Steve. Okay. FBI Radio would like to warn listeners that the following program contains some sporting cliches, lowbrow humour, 
baseless defamatory remarks and is not considered suitable for anyone over an IQ of 75. strategies to repel the virus that is AFL. The because virus? The, yes, it's a virus. <laughs> because everywhere you used to see rugby league posts, we're seeing AFL posts. You're asking for Whereas a cure. Whereas on the Telegraph last week, Burstgrave Oval, very first rugby league game in Australia, has for the very first time has got AFL posts up, not rugby league posts. Chris, now we hear the truth. Well, that was how long ago, I don't know, but he could see the future. And now he's probably sold it. I reckon Kenty might be responsible for killing the virus, well, getting a virus to kill the virus. That was AFL. It's, 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 it's myxomatosis all over again, isn't it, Stephen? You yeah. introduced something to get rid of something. Kenny imported coronavirus in order to get rid of AFL and it got out of control. That's, yeah. that's, that's a huge problem there. Chris, we have had a lot of response. Can I just tell you some... Te- the text line, by the way, is 0409 and it's very important when you want to fire up that we stay in contact, Stephen, yes. if, we're rem- if we're remote. And, of course, yes. you and I, uh, uh, neither is in Redfern. I'm uh, bunkered away here in the Antarctic Research Station. Chris, did you say bunkered away? Yes. Hang on. Our baby makes me proud. Lord, don't you make me proud. Never makes a scene by hanging all over me in a crowd. Cause people like to talk, Lord, don't they love to talk? But when they turn out the lights, I know she'll be. And when we get behind closed Sing along, everybody. Doors, when we let down. Is that allowed, Chris? Can Charlie Rich be with his lady behind closed doors now? I, I, I was having trouble following ScoMo, the 30-minute rule with hairdressers, yes, you know, the yes. food courts and shopping centres, but I still think that form of human interaction, Stephen, is allowed. Right. Chris, um, I've lost my plot, but I want to say one thing. <laughs> options, we're talking options. I don't think the Lord has come up with another option just yet, but hairdressers were in, yes. out, in. I'm not sure where we stand right now, but what if, what if, Chris, if they were still in? I haven't checked the latest yep. update. Um, for example, Redfern Oval. 
You get up uh, four barber chairs, put them, right. on the, put them on the sideline, much like the ones they normally use. Suitably spaced. Yeah. A leather strap. Yep. You know, a blade. Yep. You know, a bit of foam. Where yep. you go. You look like you're running a barber shop, and you put footy players out in the field in front. There you go. Come on now. And you call it a barbershop. Yeah, and you socially distance. Yeah, totally uh, you give them the tools. Technically, you're a barbershop. That's right. Yeah. And if you know, if there happens to be a little bit of gym equipment and a couple yeah. of balls and a couple yeah. of cones lying yeah. around, a couple of cones. That's you right. know, I mean, they have to go and broke. They have to go and smoke over. Yeah, it's a backdoor way. I, I can tell you what, Stephen. What yeah. happened was the hairdressers were still in, but with a 30-minute limit and shorter, if preferred. Now that's coming from Morrison. I mean, his haircut probably takes about five minutes. And you know what happened? First reaction. Sexist. <laughs> Women said sexist. You can't have a haircut in 30 minutes. Well, you don't get hair like this, Stephen, no. in 30 minutes. No, but I don't. think on the text line we had uh, someone actually wanted to point out about a, a, an issue in rugby league and yeah, hair. This is uh, a, a concerned footy fan. And there's so many of them. Yeah. Could Dear be Fire Up Team, can you please a very, address a very important concern that has not received the attention it requires? Given the coronavirus pandemic, the issue I mentioned relates to Corey Norman's new hairstyle. It beggars belief that a grown man, and particularly a rugby league man in 2020, would adopt blonde hair as a fashion statement. Oh, shit, Chris. <laughs> what does he think he is? Billy Idol or something? What kind of sick, self-absorbed, fashion-conscious individuals are involved in rugby league these days? They should be immediately perched in the game and fixed into fashion re-education camps. By the way, in the early 90s when I was about 13, I may or may not have had blonde hair. Because Mike D from the Beastie Boys had blonde hair. You're sincerely concerned. Footy fan, I look totally... But I think that uh, Corey's got plenty of time for introspection right now about that hairdo. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, feel like I'm that concerned about Corey. We're all over Facebook, Instagram and Twitter now, Stephen, mm. if you search Fire Up uh, Rugby League or Fire Up NRL in relation to Instagram, I think, or Twitter, I should say. And you'll see footage of you and me. And, I mean, I think we're, uh, we're out and we're blonde and we're proud, aren't we? I don't know about you, Chris. I've changed my hair colour in this recent pandemic has forced me into some sort of dark mode. Oh, okay. I wear a dark mask now. Yep. Sunglasses, dark hat, well, dark hair. I can't hair, see you because coat. I don't know where you're broadcasting from. Exactly, exactly. Now, second text. Titans should run south as quick as possible. I think it's too late. <laughs> the borders are shut. The borders are shut. You know, Queen is at his holding election this weekend. Stupid is as stupid does. I love Forrest Gump quotes. Yes. That's all I've got to say right now. Chris. Well,. New South Wales has done the right thing and they've said no council elections for well, forever, I think. Yeah. But they're still going ahead in Queensland yeah. because they've got a sense of civic duty and pride that we don't have here. We and it's know. been pointed out, our borders are wide open yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. You just stroll in no matter. Ruby Princess, you know, Chris. Send us your huddled masses, your Airports. Poor. Yeah, right. Whatever. Just, just, just correct me here. Stupid is as stupid does, they said, that man. Uh, I thought that there was federal police, state police. Yeah. I'm and control saying. bodies that work those areas. And, and I then, thought the OPT and the airport were federal border control. Yes. Who, why is there any finger pointing you? <laughs> You're getting into a, a political issue that, sorry, I, sorry, sorry, that, sorry, that sorry. I feel totally qualified okay. to talk about, Stephen. So uh, the second half we got is, half an hour? The second half of this question says, also farewell Tyson and his beautiful skin from the Red V. Ah. Tears, peace, Todd Ramsgate. Ah. Don't tell me this is happening, Chris. The news couldn't get any worse than Tyson Frizzell, the most beautiful man in rugby league, leaving for what? Where they smoke cones or put cones on the beach? Well, the Newcastle Knights. And now your only hope is, Stephen, that the three-year, $2 million deal that he's signed mm. may not have been registered in time because you can't register a contract right now, Stephen. You cannot. So whether he's gone to the Knights is a matter of some conjecture. But the most important... 
important and disturbing thing for you mm-hmm. and all St George Illawarra fans is that Tyson said, my decision will be largely determined by where I think I have a chance of winning a premiership. So he's lock, stock and barrel gone to the Knights. Since when do the Knights have a chance of winning the premiership? For goodness sake, Chris. Uh, now, third text was all by myself, Celine Dion. Stand up and mm. take a bow. The traditional anthem for NRL wingers. Well, we just say the anthem for rugby league. That's stop, right. You know, at this point in time. Uh, another text, uh, not one of my strongest vocal ranges. Workplace now even more distant. Not sure what that really means, but there we go. Uh, no Kenny Rogers. He was a massive league fan. Exactly. I'm sorry. And Chris, many people died this week. Yeah, a couple gone. I think uh, your mob, King Crimson, had a drummer that died this week as well. Seriously? Yeah, he was one of the, not one of the, he just played for them recently, not one of the oh, original. Oh, Bill Rifflin. Yes, exactly. And, and he, play, he played in a range of bands, including Ministry and, can I say, the Revolting Cox. Um, <laughs> well, I just did. Uh, now, Bill Rifflin, he was part of the... Language warning. Yeah. He's a bit of the three-drummer lineup that uh, Robert Fripp has been rolling out over recent years. And I was lucky enough to see in Berlin in 2015, Stephen, yes. and where they played in tribute to the great David Bowie hero. And, of course, Fripp played on Heroes, and it was recorded just up the road at Hunter by the Wall. Uh, from here? From where I'm broadcasting now. I've shifted the from bunker. Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to Hunter by the Wall, the studios, Did to pay you? tribute. Did and, you kiss? Well, I got into the, the guns? I got into the lift. Yeah. And I imagined the lift only took four people. Yeah. And I imagined that there was a lift with me, Robert Fripp, David Bowie, oh, and Brian, Brian Eno. Eno. And Bono tried to get in. I said, ah, sorry, Bono. Mate, it's full. Legitimate heroes only, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, and Manu Dibango, of course. Manu Dibango. And Prince Charles. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. <laughs> Kenny Rogers, Islands in the Stream. What a song. Well, uh, of course, Barry Gibb. It, it, and and uh, sampled by, um, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> what's that guy's name? Was... Uh, Dark Punk? No, no, no. no. No, 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 Praz, Praz sampled it oh, oh, on that uh, Warren Beatty movie. That's right. But my Refugees. my my, con- my contemporaries generally seem concerned with uh, the Gambler. That many people regard that as the greatest song Kerry. of all time. Well, we got cons- well, the conspiracy theories. Are we talking Kerry Packer now, Chris? <laughs> Are we? He he was he was sent off to the great. Black hole that is after death with the gambler. That was his theme song. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's he chose that one. Now, um, Chris, there's another theory floating around, of course, that uh, where there are losers, and let's face it, 99.9% of the world are losers. One percent will pick up the crumbs cheap. You know, the shares, the housing market, everything else. You know, the likes of uh, you know Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and. Kerry Packer, who was around, would just go bye 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 at the lower end of the market. You're talking moguls here, Stephen. I'm talking about what's going to happen to the rugby league if it doesn't get off the ground again. What's going to who's going to who's going to take this game over? Who who'd Inject be the cash? Who'd be interested mm. in purchasing rugby league for a song and actually putting the whole lock, stock, and the barrel into yeah. private ownership? Who's been looking to do this for decades? Mm. Well, James Packer, would you have to say, might be, but he's sad. What he's been it? by himself for. Eight, he's been listening to. All by myself, non-stop for like what eight months now? Yeah, what's what's the um, what's that show? Succession. Don't know it. Oh, mm. is that Mobles? based on a family? Oh, the Murdochs. The Murdochs. Of course, Chris. We should have known it. This wasn't started by the Chinese. This wasn't in a wet market in Wuhan. This is in Rupert's mind. Oh. Rupert's mind. Has he got a laboratory somewhere? Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a fertile it's area a, it's of research. It's a theory, though, isn't it, Chris? Well, it's a theory, and it makes We're me watching feel, him closely, though. It makes me feel better about yeah. you know postulating that maybe Sam Burgess's leaky shoulder was the cause of all this, and it's wow. it's comforting to know that it's a wow. an evil media baron, Stephen. Okay, now, apparently there was one of our players, as they are, of course, they're tweeting at the moment. Nathan Peets, what's he got to say for himself, Chris? Teets. Pete said, I've been doing a lot of reading as late about the coronavirus, and haven't we all? And there are always conspiracy theories having to do with America slash Trump. Mm. Isn't it good to know that we'll all be back 
in churches and Easter in the United States. Lovely. Thank you, yeah. Trump. And other countries and senior politics. Anyone else had a read or watch videos? Because I'm starting to think there's a bit to it. Oh, he's catching on. Just an opinion. Right. Okay. So I think Pete's is feeding into the Murdoch theory. So it's yeah. starting to get a little bit of... Traction. Uh, yeah. Mm. And uh, the beady eyes of Volandis will look at uh, whatever slim pickings there are to try and get the rugby league out of its cash hole, Stephen. Yes, I've got to say something. It's unprecedented times we're living in. Uncharted waters, Chris. It's the new normal. It's one in a hundred year event, Chris. It's catastrophic, Stephen. It's catastrophic. It's pandemic beyond pandemics, and I don't know what we're going to happen. Uh, Brighten up, Stephen. Fire up. Resumption day. Fire up. Resumption day. There's every chance that when rugby league resumes, you'll make top ten. Okay. Now I've got one last question for you, Chris Gale. What are you going to do this weekend to replace the time you would have watched football on? Uh, was it Woolies and Netflix? Um, Woolies or Netflix, yeah. <laughs> what do you watch on Netflix, Chris? Just a little bit of hope for those listeners out there. Well, I've gone, uh, I've gone a little bit uh, left of centre, as you like to, Stephen. Uh, I'm a bit of an Amazon Prime guy at the moment. Are you? So the test. Wrapping up the third season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ah, yes. And yes, The Test. The Test. The Test is a fly-on-the-wall documentary about Justin Langer's tenure yes. as Australian career captain. Yes. And can I simply say... From collapsed to redemption, not resumption. That's right. Can I, can I simply say, he swears a lot. He does, doesn't he? He really does. But he's pretty gritty, isn't he? Yeah. And he's very passionate, Chris. And can I say, when yeah. resumption day, doomsday, whatever it is, 1 September is upon us, if mm. Justin Lang is not in there coaching the West Tigers, sorry, <laughs> Michael Maguire, yeah. I'll be a monkey's uncle. Right. And I think Steve Smith at fullback. For South Sydney, <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> well, well, they're having a few issues at fullback, and we didn't get time to explore the Latrell Mitchell Cooper Cronk feud, which has been lost in all this pandemic, Stephen. I hate to see two premiership teammates at odds. Chris, are we going to be here next week? Uh, I will be if you let me, Stephen. Okay. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting round of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!